0: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh onecom Five seconds left in the game. You believe in yes! The first selection of the National Hockey League Draft belongs to... The Daily Face-Off podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Gretzky had it, lost it. Eiselman picks it up. Eiserman moving, blue line, chance. Oh! <laughs> it's And it's 9 o'clock on a
1: Saturday night as you're lining up for a ginger trail. Way to go, game. And the Zoncora kicked it out, got it back near your side, Face-off. The Daily Face Off. The Daily Face Off Podcast
0: with your host, Brock Segan.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 39 of the Daily Face Off Podcast. I'm your host, Brock Segan. To my left, Michael Biebs Bondi. How are we doing today, Brock? Not bad. Yeah. Uh, a day good. later than we're normally used to. Yeah, it's a little weird, yeah, but it's okay. Thursday. Uh, we were a little busy yesterday uh, with unimportant shit. Yeah. Uh, but back after a uh, one un- week un- hiatus. Unimportant shit. Uh, Dylan D Berthie, you up in Branford? How's it going, D? Yeah,
0: it feels good, man. You know, it was a long hiatus of a week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> was, uh, you feel a little lost for a week, or what? <laughs>
0: uh, you know, it's just is that midterm season, so I had to. Cool. You know, some I think I, I don't
1: know if you listened to last week's podcast, but we were just like, I did we, not. We were just like, oh yeah d's not here he's doing some like unimportant bullshit and then <laughs> and then beeps like, I actually think he's studying for uh midterms and I was like, unimportant bullshit so, <laughs> tried to throw you some props just nothing no, I wasn't having any of it nothing. um but the reason. Like awesome the main stuff. reason, honestly, we didn't do the podcast yesterday was pretty much just all on me. I was just way too invested in watching the World Series and the Red Wings at the same time. Brock spent a couple of days the call day one, and then we ended up getting to watch arguably like the best, uh, the best World Series game like ever. It was yeah. pretty wild. Uh, i was hoping it was gonna yeah. go like even longer like no. i mean i'm, I'm like that so one had to work and i'm money. like that one guy that who just on. like wants it going longer because i don't have a real job i just sit on my ass all day and write about Ugh. hockey so i was like totally down man for it. i
0: saw that tarp come out and i was just like swearing at the TV. <laughs> cause i'm like i have to get up like i'm gonna watch the end of this game it's the most hype game ever
1: yeah, that's how. Yeah, it was a it's weird. a quick game. break, though.
0: It was, yeah, it was very quick. And it was nice that they decided, you know, we're just going to win it in the 10th. I so saw, that, uh, like, uh,
1: keep going. I saw, like, right before the rain delay started, somebody posted, like, a picture of the radar, like, the Cleveland radar. And it was, like, the such a big, like, storm coming in. And Did you I see I was, the like, Windsor
0: alert on the radar?
1: No. Yeah, there was. Was there one? Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Windsor! Uh, but, yeah, it was. The radar. I was like, oh, shit, this thing is going to be, like, three hours long. It's going to be, like, the craziest. The craziest game ever But I don't know It was a weird baseball game Like it seemed like Joe Madden kind of
0: It a crazy baseball game
1: Overmanaged a little bit But it ended up Working out nonetheless And honestly like I was just getting ready For like Chapman's arm
0: Just to fall off And then Miller's arm Just to yeah. fall off In the yeah. next inning like, They both, both of them were just yes. like, to, like
1: Like just literally Fall off their body. Even like Kluber At the start of the game Like Kluber looked like He was yeah. on E When he started the game Like oh he had nothing God. To pretend man Yeah that. I think the early
0: story Was like leaving Kluber In too long Taking out Kendrick Too soon yeah, it was. Uh, and, uh, of course, there was like seven storylines that kind of came in after that.
1: Yeah, it was wild. Roger Davis, holy yeah, was, shit! The that boy, was, that was insane. Boy. I
0: was going for the Cubs, but I was pretty pumped when he hit that.
1: Yeah, that was that was that was nuts. Yeah, it was pretty insane. Not expected, I'll tell you that. But Ninety-eight yeah, mile per hour fastball, just boom. See uh
0: fastball all not work too. It came off the bat at like one oh two.
1: Yeah, it was uh it was good. I was it was a fun baseball game. Like I've never been like that invested <laughs> in like another game that like I didn't actually have a team. Like, yeah. I gotta agree with you. I okay. couldn't imagine being like a, a Cubs like especially a Cubs fan because like they've been waiting for that for so long. Like watching that must have just been insane, but it was Bill fun. Murray.
0: Did you see Bill Murray interviewing uh Theo Epstein? Yeah. Okay, I
1: was just oh, gonna my. say like there was. It's I, was amazing. Like, I was just gonna bring that up. Like Bill Murray was absolutely wasted in that interview, and then I think it was Theo Epstein. Like he had another interview at the
0: top of his lungs.
1: Had like another interview later when he was just like he was drunk too, and somebody was like asking him like whatever like how it was. And he's like people were like texting me like great job like before the game was over, and he's just like you just like sent it live on the air and then later (laughs) then later there was like uh Chris like I don't know if you guys saw the clip of Chris Berman today but like he was like live at the thing like doing a thing like a bit or whatever and it was like a minute long and he was literally just buckled man like he could not talk to save his life like Berman like he was like he was like sweating (laughs) profusely like he just looked terrible and he was just so aggressive
0: sounds like something I'd never want to watch (laughs) oh dude it was
1: honestly like it was like It was hard to watch because, like, he could not talk, man. Like, he was just buckled. It was pretty hilarious. But it seemed like everybody had a a pretty good time over at, what, I don't even know what that, in Believe Land. Yeah, I don't know what that park's called. Like, as if, the worst part about it all was just watching um, LeBron. (laughs) Wearing that shirt that just says Cleveland, like, or nowhere, nowhere. (laughs)
0: like, dude, you left five years ago yeah he's Clearly a, yourself, yeah, he's a
1: loser think, man guy but whatever what are you gonna do yeah. actually a pretty big winner but yeah i guess i guess if we want to get technical yeah In
0: like the very technical sense of winning and losing yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> we want to get right down to the uh, the nitty-gritty of winning <laughs> and losing but let's uh we're not a fantasy baseball podcast although sometimes i question whether or not we should be because we seem like we're all pretty into baseball as well uh, maybe that'll be our next venture yeah, the Daily Duggo podcast, or what? Who knows? Coming, I mean, coming at you in April. Yeah. I'm not going to say no. Uh, that'd be good stuff. Uh, but yeah, let's get a fancy hockey. We're a couple weeks in now. It's actually starting to... I think this is pretty much the point where you can stop, like, saying, like, early. Like, it's it's not early anymore. We're actually getting into the thick things. We're a month in. We're like, like it's, an eighth of the way done. Yeah, it's like you can't just be like, oh... It's, it's still, like, it is still early, but it's, like, almost too, you, you know, it's not, like, you can't say, like, all this guy's off to a, a bit of a rough start to start the season. It's like, okay, this is, you can start, like, looking into some numbers finally, which is nice, um, but still fairly small sample size across the board, but at least you can start putting some stock into some numbers. Uh, we're going to just start talking about some teams that are, are struggling out of the gate, and what we, they're and they're notoriously pretty good hockey teams, and what we think they can do going forward. Uh, we're going to start with a team that all three of us were ridiculously high on coming into the season. Uh, I think me more so than anybody else. So high. I was, I was so high on the natural Predators uh, for obvious reasons. Yeah, I
0: also picked them to take the Prez. Yeah, so
1: um, we're going to just say, like, let's just talk about it. I'm going to I'm gonna let you guys be the star of this segment. I just want you guys to tell me, D, we'll start with you. What's up <laughs> with Thanks, the Predators bud. here? <laughs>
0: um, uh, you know... I mean, you just went off of that whole tangent about how it's not early anymore, but um, I early. think mostly with this case specifically, it kind of seems to be uh, they've been the victim of kind of a small sample size. And like, let, let's be fair, um, they're a point out of a playoff spot right now, uh, having played like two games less than whoever's there right now. So it's not like they're, you know, even in that bad of a spot. I think they're three, five and one right now. Um but, you know, some of the things contributing to that, I was looking at, they got the second-worst PK in the league, yeah,
1: uh, which it's is terrible. out of
0: character for them. Have you seen how bad Chicago's is,
1: by the yeah, way? Yeah, it's like it's, it's like, like historically yeah, like bad. They're,
0: yeah. yeah, Nashville's second last, that's 71, and Chicago's at like 58%. If they ended at 58%, it would be the worst penalty kill ever. Like if yeah. they just called the year right now, they'd be done. Yeah, um, um, yeah and they're bottom five and even strength shooting percentage right now, too. Uh, You can see it especially with their top guys, Johansson and Neal especially, uh, struggling to find the back of the net. And uh, yeah, like I said, I think there's just too much talent on this team, especially the back end, um, for this really to continue that much longer. And it's not even like they're in that bad of a spot, so I think the Preds will be fine.
1: No, yeah, and I was going to throw a couple numbers at you before I threw it to you, but uh, right now they're 27th in the NHL in Corsi 4. Compared Mm -hmm. to 4th in the NHL last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, They went from 52.5 last year to 46.47 to kick off this year. And then as you mentioned, the 29th ranked PK, they were 16th last year. Uh, Their PK was almost 10% better than it was uh, so far this year. So I'd expect that to improve a little bit. Um, Who knows how big of a difference maybe Shea Weber might have made to that PK. Uh, But they have PK on the PK now, so maybe that'll help. Uh, And then... (laughs) The, the crazy thing is though, like you look how they have the second last, like second worst story PK in the league right now, but the second best power play, like the power play is clicking at 33.3%. Yeah, you think it would offset a little bit. Um, but right now they're averaging nearly four shot attempts less per game and, and, and giving up seven shot attempts more per game. So that's a huge swing. Yeah. Like they're just, they're just struggling uh, possession wise to start the year. Uh, Beebs, do you have anything else to add on this team, say Not much I could add after all those numbers have been dropped. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, mostly I, I had
0: the same things, but just, you know, this, the goaltending's been kind of weak the last couple games. They started out um, not too bad, but that's something, you know, it's Peke Rene. He's yeah. to turn it around. Um, that's not something they have to worry about. I think like D said, it's still kind of early for overall, point-wise, and they haven't dug themselves too much of a hole. So um, I just think it's a slow start, something that, you know, and... Maybe a month, month and a half. It'll be like Anaheim last year, except for they took right. longer than that. Uh, we'll yeah, they did. In, you know,
1: oh, it's not they're like back. it's not, and it's not like they're like a poorly coached team or some teams that are like yeah. off to a slow start. Like oh, well, their coach is shit. Like like Anaheim, like oh, their coach is shit. They're not going to be good. Is yeah, a, it's a well coached team no, and stuff yeah. too, right? It's just weird because like start. the fact
0: that their possession numbers are down, like you, uh, like that was one big swing in the trade in favor of Subban, right? And, and that's what that, I was gonna say. He too. had better possession numbers than Weber, and it's um, not like this
1: team underwent like any turnover other than that one swap. Like it's the right. same no, team that's as last. Right, my, right. That's but it's I, maybe
0: it's play. a comfort thing, right? Like you have mm-hmm. Yossi who played twenty five minutes a game with Weber for the last three years yeah. or so. Yeah, like so they're it, not even be, together anymore. You know, yeah, so, and obviously Subban's, yeah, exactly. He's a much different player than Weber. Um, so it, it could just be, you know, kind of a scheme thing. Yeah. Um, But I think PK himself has looked pretty good, so I, I don't know. That's yeah,
1: I haven't seen a ton of national games, but the, the limited games that I have seen, PK has looked, like, not out of place. Like, he looked really yeah. good when they played against Detroit. So did Yossi. Um, and then the one thing I was going to say, too, we talked about this guy before was... You know, if the goaltending is suspect, we saw UC Saros come up and put together an absolutely I'm stellar sure. performance. So, I mean, if, if Rene starts to falter, um, you know, just throw another throw, fin in there. Yeah, just yeah. throw him in there let the kids right? See what he can do. Uh, but let's move on from the Predators to another West Coast team. Or sorry, not West Coast, but Western-ish Western Conference team, the Dallas Stars. They're sitting at three, four, and two. Um, are the Stars with all their early season injuries? Are they still a playoff team? I'm just going to, before I throw it to you beeps, I'm just going to rattle off everybody that they're missing right now. Uh, Nechuskin, obviously, he's in Russia, so he's gone for the year. Yanmark <laughs> and Hemsky, both gone for the year. Ekin and Eakin and Sharp are out right now. Sharp's dealing with a concussion. Ekin's still probably two weeks away. And Yuri Hudler just can't seem to stay healthy. He's out with some mystery illness. I don't know. He missed five games and then came back, yeah. and now he's sick again. So that's. Like seven players that were in their top nine or were projected top nine forwards this year. Um, mm-hmm. So, Beebs, we'll start with you. It, are are the stars with all these issues? Are they still a playoff team? Um, I want to say yes, just because of that offense. Uh, as of right now, they're
0: 26th in the league in goals um, with a two, averaging two goal, two point two two goals a game, and that's after they put up three point three one a game last year. So that's almost a full goal a game. Um, and once they are healthy, I expect them to kind of bring it back up to that three area. Again, there's a lot of injuries here. Um, it's crazy. Sh- like it's insane. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Shot wise too. Um, their biggest issue is their goaltending right mm-hmm. now. Uh, their goaltending isn't helping them at all. Overall, yeah. um, they're averaging the 24th most goals against as for shots against. I'm pretty
1: sure they're not even getting that many. Dude, the just- cra- the crazy part actually though, is I have this in front of me. Last year they had the fourth worst five on five save percentage in the NHL. This year they actually have the twelfth best so far. Yeah. At five on five. At five on five. Once the power play comes. Just, <laughs> just forget, look at look, look out. Right, but
0: how much you know? You can't really. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's still it's, it's like we said it's not too much like, on a goalie on the yeah. power play, I guess.
1: No, and it's, and in all honesty, like I'm not saying in it by any stretch that yeah. they are a good goal, like they have no. good goaltending because they don't. No. But it's 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 funny to see like okay they're not scoring as many goals, but their goaltending hasn't been. As terrible as it yeah. has been in years past, the yeah, one thing honestly, is... I think the biggest
0: problem has been Sagan and Ben like haven't just really performed up to snuff. Yeah, um, and but I think as long as they're healthy, the, the stars should, in general, be fine. They just got Spetsa back; he scored the other night. I think uh, like
1: would would you say maybe that a lot of um, the issue with Segan and Ben right now is because of all these injuries? Other teams are literally just focusing, just on focusing on them. They can do everything; they they can match up against them. The whole game as strategically as possible and who cares who else plays against the other three lines because there's no they have nobodies
0: I I think like that's probably always the plan against the stars though right like especially when Ben and Sagan are playing together but the thing is yeah that secondary scoring just has evaporated and then it's compounded with the fact that Sagan and Ben have been off to a bit of a slow start themselves yeah Um, Yeah, but yeah you're definitely right I I think it's just like uh, I think that was probably always kind of what was happening it's just way more apparent now without, you know, yeah. uh, the rest of the guys. Because we were talking coming into the season how deep they were. Well, um, they were. Yeah, at at least, least before, you know, they had that Spezza line going second. They had some power yeah. there. Like, now that line's literally, it's like Spezza, Rizal, and Faxa. Like, that's not anything scary from a second line. Um, it's no. funny
1: because Devin Shore is actually right up there in rookie score. Like, he's he's actually playing <laughs> well. And dick. it's just like, and it's totally going... Their like, defense, too, just weak. Yeah, it's, it's struggling yeah. big time. It's, I don't know, like, so... Deep says they're not a playoff team. D, what do you think?
0: I think they sneak in.
1: I, I, I didn't say they're not playoff. Oh, you said you... I just said they got to turn their scoring around. Oh, uh, so, so you think... Yeah, like I, think it's, yeah, I
0: think it's still too early. Um, yeah. Especially with that scoring, but, you know. Uh, who knows about Sharp, but, like, what, getting Eakin back will be huge. Yeah,
1: yeah. and eventually they're just going to Sharp is him. actually... Sharp, I think, is closer than Eakin right now. Sharp Why is
0: Spetsa still playing the link? Uh,
1: Why is that happening? I think it's just because they... It blows my mind. I don't know. I think because Fax is just like the best top six player they can fit in there. And yeah. And he can really only play and center. And he can play center, yeah. It's yeah. probably the case, really. Like, but actually, like, how old's Fax, though? like Like 24. Yeah.
0: Right. And you're making like a 12-year vet who's played center. He played quite a
1: bit of wing, actually, last year, too. Like, he was playing, he's played. 12, yeah, 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 like that's true, that's true. He's not. But too he totally just—he did say
0: like so. he's still adjusting to it, right? No,
1: yeah, like he's definitely a better player at center. Right.
0: You just think like he'd be able, more capable of carrying the offense on a line by himself. I think it's more That's... just they don't have like the right winger to fill that spot. It's—it's it's, uh Right, I, it's, it's just weird to conflict. me that you take away your second best center to fill it. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's. Uh, I still think they're a playoff team because Seagin and Ben are ridiculous. We talked at, at length at the start of the year about how we think they could both. Up there in the, to lead the NHL in points. Yeah, a bit of a slow start. Sagan's put up more points than Ben, uh, but obviously, like think about it, if you just get Eakin and Sharp back. Like Eakin slides into that three-hole. You move Spets back to center. You move Sharp to the second liner, first line right wing, and that team that automatically makes that team just that much better. Yeah, like, I'm they, surprised they haven't
0: uh, kind of resorted to splitting Ben and Sagan yet.
1: They, um, they they have a little bit, and it's not worked. Like they have, yeah. and they I think like they do it, and then doesn't really work, and Lindy panics and puts them back together right away, or yeah. like, or, or Niemi gives up a goal, and then they need to score, and they put them back together. Like they, it, it just like sure. they're like magnets. Like they they lose each other, but they always, I don't know, they always find it, end up on the same line again. Um, mm-hmm. So I think we're all consensus is that we still think maybe it's a little too early. Injuries will pass; they'll get healthy, and they'll still be a playoff team. Yeah, and yeah. I think, think long as long
0: as Phantom and stay healthy, like they're legitimate. Yeah, if one of those guys
1: goes down, I I no.
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> goal. goal yeah you just the you, goal you pack is... it up and you go for that uh you go for
1: that first <laughs> yeah kidding, just take. uh the goal is still a huge issue but I yeah mean, that's they, one thing they, that, they, they can, can still know, make the playoffs with it they've shown they can do that in the past yeah you yeah, could exactly. really just step up and that would help right now while they're you know injured but if they can I don't continue to, to stop the puck at you know a mediocre pace like they are right now they might be okay um, they would have been like, yeah like that's
0: all like we see yeah. it. but the big thing has been the offense struggling, which yeah. is definitely
1: a yeah, Two point two two goals per game is not gonna get the job done. But uh and the last team we'll talk about really quick is a team that we kinda all shit on at the start of the year. Uh for for good reason, I think. Uh <laughs> we don't talk, talking about how they weren't very deep, but all of a sudden Just this week they all of a sudden, this week, they got a little bit deeper. Uh, Ricard Raquel signed, and Hampus, Hampus Lindholm uh, signed as well. Hampus Lindholm hasn't returned to the team yet. Raquel's played two games. Uh, just how much better do these two players make the Ducks, and, and can they still be a playoff team after getting these guys? Because I, I think the big concern was that in order to get Lindholm, they were going to have to move a piece out, and they haven't done that. Yeah. So it looks like this group... That they've got right now once Lindholm comes back into the lineup. He's going to stay together. D, we'll start with you. How much do these two help, and can they get the Ducks to the playoffs?
0: Uh, you know, they definitely help. I think Raquel's solid depth showed that last year. Is a positive Corsi and goals for relative to the team. Uh, Lindholm especially is probably their best D-man last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his Corsi was crazy year. high. It was 57.8, which was plus 7.8 relative to the rest of the team, which is just nuts. Um that is just they're insane. they're big additions, but I'll, like ultimately, I'm I'm still a skeptic just based on the, basically what I call the Randy Carlisle effect. Yeah. Um, they were fifth in the league in Corsi last year, down to 16th this year, about a four percent drop. Their shots against are up, their shots for are down. Um, kind of just all trademarks of the Carlisle system. <laughs> they're just you know, a really conservative, uh, especially on the forecheck, and as a result, you their teams just tend to have a trouble establishing. Uh, kind of like prolonged strings of offense, I guess. He doesn't like to take a lot of risk, which kind of uh, results in teams just stockpiling shots against them, which, you know, has been proven to not be the best formula to win games in the NHL. So I think until, yeah, like I I don't know. It just seems the potential on this team is limited by the coaching right now.
1: So not a playoff team? Uh,
0: I don't think so. But, I mean, the thing is, like, Carlisle teams have been carried by talent before that just, like, handled the ridiculous minutes that he puts on them. And there's definitely enough talent on this team, but it's just everything's trending in the wrong direction.
1: Yeah, me and Beebs, I just wanted to see if you really thought they were a playoff team, because I know me and Beebs talked about it quite a bit last week. We both kind of were just really iffy on their playoff potential, and that was before both these guys signed, so it's looking a little bit brighter now. Uh, but Beebs, did these guys change your mind at all? Um, no. Uh, I, I do like the additions. Like, props to Anaheim for getting it done, keeping themselves,
0: you know, safe there, because I did think they'd have to move Fowler. And being able to hang on to him at least for the next couple months. I mean, they uh, still they still might. I, I, I still think they will. Um, one question for you, though, Brock. How
1: long is Ryan Getzlebo? Because he's not playing tonight. It's it's very... It, he didn't play last night. Yeah. Uh, he... Third. I don't know. He's in and out of the lineup. This is the second game. I think he's missed or third game yeah. of the year. See, that kind of worries it's, me. it's not... I don't think it's expected to be another long-term thing. Like, he, he practiced yesterday, and then he was a late scratch. He just didn't come up for a warm-up. So, I don't think it's, like, a serious thing. Yeah. Um, I still I mean, don't think that if it's like, a lingering thing, um, that can be an issue. They're massive. They got recently waived in the off season.
0: Antoine Vermette currently <laughs> uh, running their first line. I just I don't I don't know. Their their lines aren't they're not solid. Um, their are bottom six. I mean bottom six is not the most important thing but it's just terrible. Uh, no offense to the guys on it, but the jerseys uh, look great though. The jerseys eh? do look great on the Daily Faceoff website. <laughs> yeah, their bottom six is bad. Um I actually I don't mind their back end. I think it's solid. Um but it's not they're not playoff uh overall they just don't look like a playoff team. Um especially, you know, they got some other teams to compete against that I I think are just going to uh steamroll. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I'm still not high on him. I don't think I'm going to be at all this season, unless they prove me wrong, which if they do. Yeah, I don't, like
1: I, and I agree 100% with, with D about the Randy Carlisle effect. Yeah. Uh, but I think, like when we talked about this last, we did not think this was a playoff team, but adding Raquel and, and, and Lindholm helps so much. I mean, Raquel, he's just a great two-way guy who can literally play left wing, center, or right wing. He can play anywhere like we, from the first to the third line. He's just a versatile guy that helps a ton, and like we said, Lindholm's just their best defenseman. Yeah, he's big. He's mobile. Actually, yeah, he's big. Yeah. He's mobile, and he's offensive, and he's a shutdown defenseman at the same time. Like he, he last year he averaged 22 minutes a night, uh, including two minutes per night on both the power play and the penalty kill. He's so important to their success. So I think once he gets in, we might see this team trend a little bit in a more positive direction. But overall, they're still, I think, very limited. Um, obviously, if you look at their lines on DFO right now, they look like absolute shit. But if you add Getzlaff back into the mix and, and Nick Ritchie, they look a little bit better. But they're they're a, they're a bubble team, yeah, to me. That's that's me mean too. But I mean, the Western, Western Conference seems like there's late. there's so many bubble teams. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a ton of bubble teams in the NHL. But sure, it's, I guess that's a cop-out by me. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit feel. of a They're not a playoff team. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there we <you> go. <laughs> but okay, so let's move into more uh, individual conversations here, um, opposed to teams. Who, Beebs, we'll start with you. Who's been the biggest surprise for you uh, to start the, the fantasy season, whether it's good or bad? Um, I went good because keeping things positive today. <laughs> um, I
0: chose, uh, and deal like this one um, just because, you know, you'll, you guys will figure out in a second. Uh, I chose William Nylander. Um, William Nylander is just, he's such a surprise for me because. Rookie of the month, William Nylander? Yeah, rookie of the month, William Nylander. Currently has four goals, seven points, 11 points, 31 shots, which is a. Uh, where I kind of like him. But my thing about Neil Andre is, well, I'm so surprised, um, I think I wasn't alone thinking he was probably the third best fantasy rookie on that team. Thought Marner was in front of him and Matthews. You guys he still might be. but um, You guys laughed at me when I said he could lead the league in rookie scoring.
1: Laugh. I mean, I'm still laughing. Oh well. You, you, you kind of said Matthews and then you were like, "But it could be murder, or it could be I said be- it could be any
0: any of them. And yeah. then I tried to make but peace for Newlander. That's and also you a combo. I'm still laughing. I mean, I, I, this is why this is still kind like, of a, a big book. fantasy surprise, so. Yeah. Right. Um but no, yeah. I, I, like total props to the guy um overshadowed Absolutely, by two other um, rookie studs, and uh, just in general, you know, the leaf spotlight. Um, but yeah, he's looked great. He's 82% owned now, where he should be. Um, he's, he, I, I mean, How is he not 100% owned? That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> um, and I'm also surprised because he's playing with, uh, no offense to, to Hyman, um, you know, Zach Hyman, great player out there, but I just didn't expect uh, him and Matthews, I just didn't expect them to play this well um, and this fast, and, and really, Nealanders looked great. Um, I didn't want to throw him these props, but I really can't deny that, uh, no, that he has either. just, you know, the numbers are there, um, and he, he looks phenomenal. He doesn't look like he's going to slow down at all. Um, so D's predictions will be right, potentially. Um, but, yeah, Nylander's definitely a huge surprise for me. Just I thought we'd be talking about Matthews in this position. Um, yeah. It was close, that's like granted. Big, that's, like, the biggest thing, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. I even thought, you know, Marner. But Marner does have two goals tonight, I do have to say. so. Uh, yeah, they've both yeah. been really good. There's just Nylander... And it's just even like the I-10s, like Nylander almost seems to be carrying that line to a degree. At least I, I, thought, I don't know. They're they're both really good. I but. saw
1: a ton of like I got a ton of heat, mostly from like you guys and my friends when Matthews <laughs> scored that that like four goals in his first game. Like that was incredible, and I I wasn't trying to throw shade at Matthews, but he, oh, deserved, it was so he deserved, Nylander, deserved. Nylander Nylander was the best player that game. Like actually, Marner was probably the best player that game, and then but Nylander literally put like two or three on a t for matthew yeah
0: he does it all the time man yeah he, actually he, he's crazy. been a
1: dirty playmaker he just and,
0: kind of finds passes to the slots like in situations that you'd never imagine like it would kind of amount to that right like two two on three like two on four rushes you just slide it through like three defensemen all of a sudden matthew's got a shot Yeah, know they well.
1: seem to have a lot of chemistry together and it's it's working yeah. really good i mean i still yeah. like i'm still not buying in i'm still like there's i see a bunch of stuff on on, on twitter especially uh from Leafs Nation managing editor Jeff Vayette. He's really high on this team. I'm not buying in quite yet. Yeah, he, uh, he tweeted today that he said the way the boys have looked so far and all their cap space coming in July, he thinks that they could be the Stanley Cup favorites coming into next season. What do you think about that, D?
0: Um that's a, like that's pretty high, really. That's like I <laughs> can't. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's assuming like Neilander's a point a game this year. Matthews scores forty goals. But the, he, I, I don't know if I said it on the show or not, but what I haven't seen about the Leafs is that if it happens, it's going to happen soon. Like, these kids are all going to come into form rather quickly. Um, but put ah, Stanley Cup favorite, like, how can you say that, right? Yeah, but um, just a, a couple more things about Nylander, Brock. Uh, if you're not buying in quite yet, uh, he's still only playing 16 minutes a night, which could obviously grow uh, production-wise. He gets a lot of power play time, but he's still the fifth or sixth on the team. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like he's got a 57% Corsi through 11 games or 10 games, sorry, when what, whatever's happened so far tonight. Um, and his PDO is actually low; it's under 100. Uh, his line mates aren't shooting high; he's not shooting high. It all seems pretty right, legit. what's come from low with like so far. No,
1: yeah, and when I said I'm not buying in, it wasn't totally to due with Neilander. I'm just not buying yeah, yeah, it out yeah. of the Leafs yet. Yeah.
0: No, I, I feel you.
1: And, it's, and it honestly. I wish I could because I I think Nealander is great. I think Matthews is really good, and I think Marner is really good.
0: Right, but there's still but they're, three they're, they're guys blue, coming into their own with no other
1: forward depth. Really yeah, right and yeah. and I just it's honestly it is everything to do with their blue line. Blue line, yeah, is, that's is, fair. Is, is, oh, well,
0: I, I've said that the whole time, right? Like uh, they need at least one more big addition. I, edition I just think for guy to say it's the exact you know, same as next Mr. Year, Next year, they're Cup favorites. Like, let's be real, they're still. They're still, you know, the St. Louises are still going to be there. Nashville's going to. And be then it's there. just a, it's just a really vague statement, right? Because yeah. like making moves in July, like that could be, yeah. like, it's such a wide. Who knows array what's gonna happen Could
1: right be now, if then. they add Brent Burns in July, I'll proclaim them exactly, in the exactly right. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay,
0: yeah, but like you know, if they That'd do kind cool. of put things together and all the kids look good, like obviously Toronto starts becoming a, yeah, a legitimate target for free agents to want to go to. Yeah, but but easier. But
1: aside from. The Leafs Nation podcast that we just put on there for ten minutes. D, who's sure. been your biggest surprise so far?
0: Uh Jonathan Marchessault. So I'm pretty sure you guys talked about him every
1: week. Every week, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> this is like the uh, it's like the Daily Faceoff podcast, sponsored by Jonathan Marchessault, so, and he deserves. How can, it. how can you not? Right, oh, eleven like
0: points in ten games, uh, playing alongside Barks and Yags, uh, shooting eighteen percent so far this season. So obviously, somewhat of a red flag there. Uh, but there's still some potential for some long-term stability. Of course, he's right around 54%, same as it was last year in Tampa, actually. Uh, crazy goals, a percentage of 63 so far this season. Yeah, uh, and, you know, last year in Tampa, he had 18 points at 45 games, which is like, you know, it's nothing great, but he only played 12 minutes a night, mm-hmm. um, which obviously he's seen a huge uptick in that this season. Uh, and he, he was getting power play time at the top unit by the end of last season and actually producing. Uh, and just good on the Panthers, you know, they saw the potential, signed him at a pretty cheap price, Extreme. and uh, yeah. yeah, and it was just, it was a great move to add depth to the team, and look what it's done, right, like that Huberto injury could have been a lot worse for them than it has been, just with how good Marceau has been, so, you know, I think if he were to continue on the top line, I obviously I'm not trying to say he's a point-of-game player like he has been, but I think there's definitely an argument to be made that this is like a 60-point kind of type player with the right opportunity, so I think the biggest thing for him right now uh, is what's going to happen when Huberto Huberto comes back.
1: Yeah, but then, and and then we this is something that we talked about last week D when you were here it, it's not like Huberto is expected to come back like in a, in a week or two like he's out for a long time. So Marcio is yeah. there to stay. Yeah. So and then have- like
0: you know the obviously the longer uh like the longer period of success that he has the better case he has to stay in that role and everything. All the dust settles I guess, but yeah. he's looked really good so far and you know if you weren't on him early enough, you probably missed the boat by now. Yeah. But he's definitely. And we were
1: good. high on him right from the right from the get go too. Like as soon oh, yeah. as Huberto got hurt, because I I know personally like just from watching Lightning games over the, over the past few years, I've always thought he was a really good player. And, and sometimes on DFO, when when a player goes down, you have to kind of guess which player is going to get moved up to this line or this power play. Last year, if that happened in Tampa, for me, it was always though so because he, he is a versatile. He can play the left wing, can play the right wing. And he's, yeah. he's produced at the lower levels, and he's he he is just a good offensive player. And I I know when he got moved into that spot, like it happened right at the end. And we before the season even started, we're like, okay, Marsho is going to play here, and he's a guy to keep an eye on. And it's it's happened so far. The first month has been great for him.
0: Mm-hmm. I think I picked him up like three games in the season. Yeah, I have him in two of my out. leagues
1: too, and he's just it's awesome. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's
0: such like great value that you just get for free. It's funny you listen to the podcast
1: I, yeah I drafted uh, that all of your big strand guy from Columbus because he was expected to play huge minutes early on and then that didn't happen at all and I'm like see ya bud Marcia so let's yeah. go and I added him right away and it's been it's been awesome it's been a little bit some better flyers, than Yorkstrand yeah, yeah. But, uh, Just a bit. but for me the biggest surprise you guys both went positive which I appreciate I'm going a little negative we already kind of talked about it a little bit on the show Classic. Uh, biggest prize for me so far has been Jamie Ben. Just five points, two goals, and three assists in nine games. That puts him on pace for just 46 points. Now, obviously, I don't think that he's going to put up 46 points this year, but he's shooting at just 8.7% right now. He has a career 13.2 shooting percentages. Or I don't know why percentage is, just single percentage. Percentages, um, yeah. The shots are a little down this year. He's averaging... Like almost a full shot less per game right now, and and again we touched on. It. I think it might have a little bit to do with the fact that teams are are are, te- are keen on him and seeking a little more than they could in years past. And I think a big issue is obviously the power play is down nine percent from last year, which again probably has a lot to do with injuries. And this is a guy that had thirty points on the power play last year. So once yeah. the team starts getting healthy that power play stuff. is going to improve. Patrick Sharp back on the point, that's huge. Spezza back in there. Everything helps a lot. Uh so I think like just he's been a huge surprise, but it's not it's it, it's not something that I'd expect to continue by any stretch, especially when this team starts getting healthy. Um we're going to take a break right now. After the break, we're going to get to some buy low and sell high candidates. And I think this is a perfect segue because Jamie Ben If that's not a buy low candidate right now, I don't know what is. I mean, I I think a lot of people are in the same boat as me and 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 the rest of you guys. Yeah, you you know, like you don't. I I don't think a lot of people are looking to trade their first round pick right now. But I mean, there might there's probably some out there. I got a I got a guy. One of our. I I don't think it made it to the show or did it. I don't even know. But if it did, we're gonna answer it now. This guy. I this guy. He tweets at me and says that. Somebody in his league just dropped Ryan Getzlaff. And he's just like, he's just like, is he, yeah, it is. This is one of my Twitter questions. Oh, shit, I did it early. He said, I'm in a standard Sorry. I'm in a standard Yahoo league where someone just rave, waved Ryan Getzlaff. Are they crazy or do they know something I don't know? I just immediately responded back to him like, they're insane. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. from Cam <laughs> Mills crazy. 23, by the way. Yeah, Thank like Cam you, Cam Mills, yeah. for the question. But I was just like, yeah, they're totally insane. Um, yeah pick him up immediately he's like oh yeah i already put a claim in i was like yeah like what do you do yeah, a million percent yeah, yeah what are you doing? a drop him around ryan guess like a crazy son of a bitch hopefully that guy is not listening to the podcast but if he is well, what are you doing yeah, you should listen yeah, hopefully
0: he is man he probably
1: yeah, he, he probably not. is or listen man. more he's probably listening to the yeah. podcast and he heard me and Beeb shit on the ducks last week he's like oh well guess done. Okay, laughs done you're welcome cam That's, we got you get I, I don't
0: know man like he can't be can't
1: he can just drop drops guess lab,
0: guess lab without it. even trying to trade him you know
1: like
0: you know how i gonna try to sell him super low yeah, like you no. shouldn't but still like yeah. it's better than dropping him i mean just to entertain it right like no one coming off the waiver wire is gonna have anywhere near the upside that ryan getzlaff has
1: no no not too many 50 assist players on waivers these days No, no but that uh, 70 but, hey, that, but my point is if if somebody can, is willing to drop ryan getzlaff there's probably some owners out there willing to trade Jamie ben so oh, yeah I, I would be offering you know your fourth round pick form or something like that—a guy that's overperforming a little bit. Throw Marsh just so in a trade with sure. uh, a couple other pieces, Try to get Jamie Ben. That's a guy I'd be buying low on. But we'll after the break, after the Blue Stones, we'll get back with our buy low, sell high candidates and answer more of your Twitter questions. Even though I just answered one, we'll answer more of them after. So enjoy the Blue Stones. We'll see you guys back here in been a minute.
0: I took a trip to the borderlands And I dashed my head in some upstream bands. I saw a man in a two-tone coat Told me everything he liked about the song to episode 39 of the Daily Face-Off Podcast. I am your co-host, Dylan Berthium. As always, we hope you enjoyed that sweet lick from the Blue Stones. We encourage you to go check them out on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, whatever you're into. Uh, They just released a new song called Black Holes, which is just ripping it up the alt charts right now. So good on the Stones. Uh, But right now, we're going to get back to talking about some fantasy hockey. Uh, But first, I'm going to throw it over to Brock Segan, who's going to say some nice things about some nice people.
1: You ever, like, before I get into that, you ever just listen to another podcast, and they got some boring-ass music, and then we just rock the Stones every week? It's just like, yeah. we, we yeah, never, it got It's like the best partnership we ever made. It's the only partnership, actually, <laughs> we ever made, but it was the best partnership we ever made. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> but we've actually... Kind of made a partnership with some of our, our friends, our listeners. Uh, I, for those of the, you that didn't listen to last week's episode, we launched a Patreon page because we've had such a hard time finding sponsorships. So we're trying to, like, literally our mics are falling apart right now. So, like, in order <laughs> My pop to run, filter has holes in it. Yeah, the pop filters are ruined. The mics, my <laughs> mic stand is, like, leaning slightly to the left. And it's it, it's just too much. i say that's normal. Yeah, I think so. Anyways, like it's just very difficult to continue to put these shows out with no, with no, I guess income. Like I'm not looking to make money off of it, but it, 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 we need some type of income yeah. to help get you know new mics, new audio mixers. Again, we're not gonna shit Stop on show. we're not gonna shit on the free programs as much as we did last week. But anyways, so we we launched a Patreon page. If you want to become a <laughs> Patreon, it. we have a couple different rewards. We're gonna add some rewards as well as we continue to think of new fun stuff. Uh, but as of right now, you can go and become a patron, and, there, and there's three different reward options. Uh, so far, one of the options includes getting thanked on the show, um, and that's what we're going to do right now. So yeah. I'm going to thank our patrons uh, that donated this week. Uh, and the first is our friend, Stephen Seuss, who thinks he's better than me at Fancy Hockey. Thank you, Seuss. Good luck, Seuss. Uh, then we got Rob Beach. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> Thanks, Beach. Kyle B. Cox.
0: Thank you, Cox. <laughs>
1: So Coxie. Kind of, Chuck B- Brittner. Thanks, Chuck. Panu Britter. Runco. I, I hope I said Panu Runco right. That's a sick name. Yeah, that, that guy is, is sounds fantastic. like he's just like a... Yeah. I, I think, well, like, hopefully Peter, I pronounced it right. Thanks, Panu, Panu Runco. I would not mess with Panu Runco. Yeah. No. And last but not least, yeah. Pierre Benoit Gautier, And I think that's my favorite guy. That guy, last week, he messaged... Like tweets at me. He was the reason I started. And they're a Patreon all our favorite.
0: Page. They're all supporting us.
1: Yeah, they're not. Yeah, he, yeah no, I don't play favorite Actually, but He was the it. one. <laughs> he was the one that reached out to me and said, "You guys should start a Patreon page because I love the show so much. I w- I would love to help you guys out." And I was like, yeah. "That's a damn good idea." Well, so, cheers. So thanks brother. to Pierre. He was the one that gave us the idea, and then he also said that some of the best times that he has during the work week is listening to this podcast so that it means even more to us that that is awesome we're glad you like the show so much um i'm sorry that i had to thank all you wonderful people instead of giving you an injury report but i'd rather talk about beautiful people in this world than players that are injured so yeah
0: no we appreciate it and again uh you, you'll get your perks so feel free to tweet at us anytime we'll uh we'll get back to you we even gave Suze a a, a drinking suggestion this week so yeah it shows how much uh <laughs> Shows how much you eat. Except out. you
1: gave him the worst drinking suggestion. I did not. I told him how I would do I'm it. Over here, I'm over here drink. drinking the Phil the Phillips Blue Buck. And, and we got Beebs over here drinking the Snapple spiked raspberry tea vodka. Yeah, and whose tastes better? Has spiked
0: drinks. They're so Jeez. good. I
1: don't know. It is seriously questionable. They're so good. <laughs> I asked him before the sh- I asked him before the show started. I was like, hey bro, you want a beer? He's like, Do you have anything basic? I'm like, I don't know. My girlfriend's got a ton of girly drinks in here. He's just like, oh. I want that pink Snapple. I was like, okay, done. It's done. Uh, yeah, you I can have it. One I'm more satisfied. beer One more beer for my belly. Uh, but Biebs, since you're getting shit on right now, we'll start with you. Yeah, getting absolutely pooed on here. Uh, <laughs> who are you buying low on, Snapple? My buy low
0: is um, probably one of my favorite players in the league. Um, Windsor <laughs> Alert, Aaron Ekblad. Good kid. Playing out in Florida. Um, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to him, but he is having a terrible start to his year. Well, offensively. E- e- offensively, um, Defensively, he's looking actually pretty solid. But mm-hmm. um, offensively, this is something we expected. Uh, Brock had is as a potential breakout candidate. But as of right now, we are 10 games in. <laughs> Sh- Sh- in Ekblad Sh- has one goal and zero assists. Super question. It's a minus three. I mean, I don't care about that plus minus. But... The reason that I say buy low on Ekblad is he currently has 29 shots on the year, which puts him on pace for 232 on the season That's from the point. Pretty, That's pretty nice. It's real uh, nice. Yeah, and only one goal with 29 shots. is pretty ridiculous. Um, on average over the past two years, he shot 7.6%, which is okay. But it, even if he keeps
1: that it's really out, solid, actually, yeah, for the defenseman. Exactly. And yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad.
0: But um, so even... Sorry, I'm just shitting
1: on him now. But even if
0: uh, <laughs> even if he shoots at 7.6% and gets his total of 232 shots that he would average for the year, he's going to put up 19 goals. Beautiful. And from the back end, I think people right now are getting ready to Ryan Getslab this guy and just <laughs> drop him, let him go. Um, so maybe, I don't know, send him oh, someone, uh, send him someone who, you know, a D-man who's maybe overperforming a little bit. Send Ryan McDonough their way. There's no way he's keeping that up. Um, Mount apples that guy has. Ridiculous. ridiculous. So, uh, Aaron Eckblad, I think, is definitely going to step it up. He's, uh, he's not really, he's not really in any position to lose his... Power play time. He's still, you know, Keith
1: yandel has been off to a slow start too. Yeah. So like, once the two of they're them get play. it going, once that team starts getting healthy, starts scoring more goals, Ekblad's gonna blow up. Especially that shot total is insane. It's ridiculous. I love yeah. It.
0: Apparently, right now too. Like, like I've watched a lot of their games, but um, I've even read some of their beat reporters. They're saying they're they're not just like he's not just firing shots too. Like he's getting good high high potential shots. He just can't put the puck in the net. I watched uh, so I watched happen. the
1: end of their game the other night after I think it was after a Wings game. It was it was against Boston and they were down one and literally like for like three minutes it was just like Yano to Ekblad and Ekblad just unloaded a bomb and then like it'd come back to the point Ekblad to Yano Yano and unload a bomb like it's just a matter of time like that's what the power play looks like every time yeah like that was an end of the game situation (laughs) but it's only a matter of time before those two are just sitting there at the back of the power play unloading bombs and they're going in it's just it's gonna happen yeah especially the way he's shooting yeah Hundo P D, who are you buying low on? I uh, Nicholas Backstrom. Um,
0: you know, Washington as a whole has struggled to score to start off the year, shooting just 8% as a team. Uh, the power play has been bad, converting on just 15% of its chances, obviously not the Capitals' power play we've come to expect. Um, so to me, like, both those numbers are just the victims of a small sample size and are due to bounce back sooner or later, and I think Backstrom should bounce back with them. He's got just five assists uh through the first nine games of the season no goals but i believe he did score one tonight um and yeah this is the guy who's topped 70 points three years in a row he had 48 and 48 the lockout season before that uh plays on the power play with one of the greatest goal scorers of all time if you didn't know so uh he's got a PDO of 96 right now yeah which is super low and his team is shooting an abysmal 4.1 percent when he's on the ice um, so, again, even worse than the Capitals have been as that, the struggle.
1: They're um, worse with him on the ice. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, which is, you know, not really a product of Faction's play. No. Usually,
1: Pretty you'd expect sure the play he's like the best playmaker in the NHL.
0: Yeah. So, you know, all these signs point to bad puck luck throughout a small sample size. So, I hang on to him if you got him. And if you don't have him, it's a good time to kick the tires on him and maybe try to get a desperation deal out of his owner.
1: There you go. Uh, sticking in Washington. Another guy I'm buying low on is Evgeny Kuznetsov. The real reason there's a couple other guys you can buy low on right now, but the real reason I wanted to mention Kuznetsov in this situation was because I recently bought low on him in one of my leagues and it was awesome. Yeah it felt so <laughs> I set this offer out and I was like, no way he's accepted this. And then all of a sudden I got the email, I was like, your ESPN trade has. And I, like, love I, that and I couldn't I I couldn't see the end of it. I'm like, oh, rejected for sure. When clicked on it, it was like accepted. I'm like, shut up! This is a tough Christmas morning. <laughs> well, too. because it, and the only reason it happened was because I had Cam Talbot, who just didn't know it mattered because it's a it's a one goalie per week league, and my other goalie is Carey Price. So no way Cam Talbot's ever cracking the roster unless Carey Price is sick. Yeah, which was the first couple of weeks, which was awesome. So I'm like, okay, this guy. Wait, so you
0: traded Cam Talbot for Kuznetsov? Yeah, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, no, but I also I I, I threw in uh, Turris. And I got Yandel back and what? Step on. What? So it was uh, it was nice, guy. You're playing in the league with Brock.
0: Listen to the podcast. Yeah,
1: it was it was it was <laughs> nice. Jesus. So anyway, so Kuznetsov, Kuznetsov, one goal, five assists, first nine games. The real issue right now, why he's like he's not much of a goal scorer. He's gonna score, you know, 20, 25 maybe. He's more of a playmaker like Backstrom, but he's averaging less than two shots per game right now, which is troublesome he had he was around like two and a half i think last year uh but he's still the second most dangerous player on one of the most lethal teams in the league uh we've seen him kind of get bounced from ovechkin to start the league and i think like i've seen people freaking out about kuznetsov especially because he was moved from ovechkin's line um especially right now because he's playing with Tom Wilson like these lines are absurd they're not going to last him and Batchel
0: haven't played together in years yeah
1: and it's only a matter of time before Kuznetsov goes back with Ovechkin but then even if he doesn't you know you've got TJ Oshie Burakovsky uh, Marcus Johansson Justin Williams there's a lot of talent there he's going to be in the top six all year he's going to play on the on you know it doesn't really matter if you play on the top power play or the second power play because either power play Ovechkin's on and he's gonna be unloading bombs all year, like D just said with about Backstrom. Kuznetsov is unreal. Uh, he had a bit of a slow finish to last year as well, so I think a lot of people are thinking, okay, maybe he he isn't for real, but he is. The dude's the real deal. Uh, he was like a second round pick this year. I just picked him up for basically Cam Talbot. So if I can do that, you can do that. Get the job done. Yeah. Pick up Evgeny Kuznetsov, and 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 tomorrow you'll be laughing. Uh, another guy, just quickly, I want to mention is Patrice Bergeron. Uh, realistically, I don't like. I'm not like I'm not as high on Patrice Bergeron in, in the fantasy world as a lot of other people are. Um, but he has one goal on the year. He, he he was missing time due to injury the other day. He was a uh, a game time decision. He ended up playing. He actually has an assist night, so he's a goal and an assist in seven games. Uh, he's a lot better than that. I don't think he's the greatest uh, a fantasy player ever, obviously, but I think. Because of this really slow start, Boston's kind of been a slow start altogether offensively. Oh yeah, Krug has been terrible too. He just got his first, first point. Oh, he got one tonight. It's crazy. I was yeah. gonna talk about him later too. Yeah, and Krug, John Carlson, another guy in Washington. All these guys. I just want to, cause like these are names that you should be targeting right now yeah. because they're off yeah. to terrible starts. Like I got a, a tweet the other day. Like I have John Carlson and and Tori Krug. What do I do? Like you, you can't do anything, yeah, man. That like, uh, yeah, blows. But weak, like you can't, can't yeah.
0: Win. Like honestly, like the long term, whatever, if you want to call it out for the rest of the season, like success of your team is just gonna take way too big of a hit. Because like the value you're gonna get if you try to move them right now is it's nowhere near like no, their no. potential value, no. right? So it's just it's not. You gotta it.
1: take advantage of the guys that are actually gonna get rid of them right now, which is the problem. These are the guys you're yeah, trying to take exactly. advantage. Don't be and, that guy. Yeah, you
0: gotta be strong, and it's hard, man. It's not it
1: easy. Like if, yes, you off, if you get off you get off to an zero and five start, these guys still aren't doing shit. Then move them right. But like this sure. is it's still a little too early. You know you you were what two weeks or three weeks in some leagues every season. You know it's a long year. Hold on to these guys. Uh, but who's yeah. guy? Who are some guys? Sorry, Beebs will go back to you. He he's still sending this text message over here it's no no, no no this, no, this, no, no, is still this going. has been sent <laughs> so long ago long but beams will go to you hopefully your uh lo- the longest text message in history has has been sent uh you gotta nope. send it to his editor first yeah, Con- yeah. <laughs> it published yeah context jk rowling hasn't even sent a text
0: this long it was massive context for the show yeah i I send long texts. My journalism degree really shows. Through, through oh my God.
1: If you got paid per word, you'd be loaded. You wouldn't yeah. even need this podcast. Yeah. Not that you make any money. here. I, know, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but beebs, So the, we just talked about some players that you want to target. Yeah. Who are some players that you're like, they're sitting on your roster right now and they're just playing out of their minds. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Hey, I can get a lot from this guy. Who are you selling high on? Um, wait one second
0: I just got a text and yeah. I need about half an hour to respond to that <laughs> For um, real though. totally joking but first um, before I actually say who I want to say there's a couple names I want to drop um, um, of absolutely. course Artemisimov you can ship that guy now do it he's the number one ranked fantasy player how
1: funny was it like L- N- the other day <laughs> when you just went I called to all it two like- weeks ago yeah you did no it was great <laughs> But how funny yeah. is it when you go to like the league leaders page in NHL right now, and it's just got like the faces of who's leading the league in goals and who's leading the yeah, league in points? Already. It's just both Artem and Nisimov. It's just like ah oh, yeah, I saw that coming. It's just like ridiculous. It like like the Good top pickup, though, the dude. top five fantasy
0: players right Thanks, now man. are Artem Nisimov, Shea Weber, Marcus Johansson, McDavid, and then Marcus Salt. So, like, yeah, <laughs> who would who would have thought this was a thing? Like two of those that or three of mess. these guys were ranked or, uh, later than 250 oh, um, yeah, yeah, in the preseason. Yeah. But yeah, so my actual um, sell high guy right now, and, I, and this felt so good for me to, to say, um, is Brandon Gallagher out in Montreal. And Gallagher so far this year has been pretty steady. He has nine points across 10 games. People will be valuing him high just because anyone in Montreal is valued super high right now because if they win a whole lot fantasy-wise, they've got to be good.
1: Um, they haven't lost at all. No, that's eh? crazy, yeah. Like, in um, regulation, it's crazy. It is crazy. Dude, like, Carey Price is just so good. Yeah. Like, I watched that game yesterday, like, bits and pieces against Vancouver. Like, he like it, he looks just I'm so actually, calm. Yeah,
0: I've never seen a goalie just, like...
1: He just, uh, like, nothing faces him. It's just, like, well, yeah, yeah 40, forty. Hey, maybe that's the, the move
0: Jeffler 40 was, 40, was talking 40, about going down in July. The Leafs are picking up, Yeah, Carey. Right? <laughs> 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 That'd make him a Stanley Cup favorite. There you right? go.
1: Yeah. Um, but for, <laughs> for with like, he... I tweeted out last week. I'm like, dude... Price could literally carry the Windsor Spitfires to the to the NHL playoffs. Like, he's, a good looking he's, OHL team, by the way. Yeah, he's good. But he's that. Good. He's so good. It's insane. Like, yeah. I think like he, I almost forgot. Like, I knew he was really good. I knew he was like the best. But he's he like, like he's on another level. I think year. it was Dreger yeah. tweeted last like last night. He said, "You can't even say elite goaltenders because there's only one." And it's and it's price. He's the only elite goalie in the NHL right now. Yeah, he's like, just in the yeah. league he's
0: of his on his own level. Yeah,
1: it's insane. But anyway, sorry. Talk about Brendan Gallagher. I,
0: I wanted to. I just I lost my train. No, I'm totally kidding. Um, Brendan Gallagher. He's a guy who uh, career at, career high before this year was two years ago at 47 <laughs> points. Um, he's he's pretty much a safe bet for 2020. Um, and if he can stay on that top line, he he definitely has some value. But at the same time, um, I don't think Patrick is going to be sitting on the second line for too long this year. I could see him moving up, uh, maybe moving Radulov over to the right wing, or, you know, I don't know, something happening there. Either way, Gallagher right now, I think his value is at its highest point. He's not an overall point-per-game guy. Even if he tops out at 50, you might be able to trade him for someone who tops out at 60. If you can get 10 points worth of value, it's pretty nice. Um, I just would like to sell him high right now, just because uh, I don't know. I just I don't I don't think he can sustain it. <laughs> he's shooting uh, about yeah two points over his career average right now, and he's getting quite a bit of shots on that, so that's kind of why his stats are up as well. Um, but Gallagher for me, sell him high. Uh, Montreal can't
1: win forever, can they? <laughs> I I don't disagree with Gallagher. Uh, the one thing that's it's worth noting is last year. Because he, he missed time last year, right? Yeah, and yeah. after he returned from injury, he picked up 40 points, 19 goals, 21 assists in the final 53 games of the season. Um, mm-hmm. or sorry, sorry. That was his whole year. That was his whole year. 40 <laughs> points in 53 games after he returned from injury. That's what he finished with. That's really good numbers. 40 and 53 is really nice. So then you translate that into this year, it's... Could, it looks yeah. somewhat legit. I don't disagree. I think you can get a lot of value for Gallagher right now. I think he, he he's outperforming what he actually is. I had it projected at 54 points for the year, so I agree if you can pick up a guy who's more of a 60, 70-point player, then yeah, totally worth it. Uh, he's off to a hot start. And I think you're right. Anybody in in fantasy hockey right now wants anything tied to Montreal because yeah. they're just out of this world right now. just looks nice and it, stuff. It's insane. <laughs> nice and stuff um D who are you selling high on uh yeah it's a tough
0: call at this point right like this early into the season and like because the obvious ones like when you're talking about uh maybe guys like Anisimov and Panic and March so it's like I feel like a lot of people are generally aware that they're kind of yeah. they're at. Mm-hmm. which is what like which made it so hard like like yeah like move Anisimov if you can but like I think a lot of people are are you know yes. smart enough to realize <laughs> this guy's not a point per game player yeah let's hope um so I I kind of looked down a little bit. I think one guy you might be able to move at an inflated price right now would be Ryan Suter. Um, and don't get me wrong, like Suter's a solid fantasy D-man. He's, he usually floats between 45 and 55 points a year, which is super solid. Um, but through 10 games in his age 31 season, he has three goals and seven assists. Uh, his team shooting percentage when he's on the ice is super high, 13.6%. Uh, so really that should be considered unsustainable and has obviously contributed to his burst of production so far this season. Uh, and traditionally he's a big name, so you might be able to talk him up to a gullible, gullible manager, excuse me, who, uh, just sees the season he's having and gets a little excited.
1: Just getting excited, eh?
0: Getting excited.
1: <laughs> There's like, oh, Suter, yes, excited. But yeah. as excited as Minnesota was when he got, uh, when he made it to UFA. Yeah, that <laughs> level of excitement. There's but not- no, he's
0: been really good so far, I just, you know, mm-hmm. it is- not going to be at this pace the rest of the no. season. No, and
1: there's a lot of guys, right? Like you just said, there's so many guys that are out there. And they're like, oh yeah, like let's trade this dude. Um, yeah. I had a, a weird start. I have a couple. Uh, we talked about one guy a lot earlier in the show, so I'm not going to touch him as much as I thought I was going to. One guy for me, I. Chirp the shit out of him at the start of the year, and I'm gonna chirp the shit out of him <laughs> again. Is Brad Marchand Canada's hero? <laughs> yeah, I just I don't I don't believe in Brad Marchand as much as everybody else. I'm sorry, he, like, like he finished. Oh man, last year game? was in, last year was insane. This year, 11 points and in, in nine games. But you have to remember, he had five points in the season opener, so six points in eight games since. Still nice. Picked up another point as i, I look looking right man. now tonight. I I don't. Disagree that Marshawn is good. I don't disagree that Marshawn is going to put up numbers this year, but I think you can get way more for Marshawn than he's actually worth. The guy that I was really going to talk about was Willie Nylander. Is Willie Nylander good? I don't know. Yes. Is Is Willie Nylander point per game good this year? Not a chance. Someone pays for 90 points. Not going to happen. I still think Willie's more around... 60 points if you look at his i mean last year was his like rookie-ish year if you look at his career numbers they'll put you like it's a very small i think it's like 30 games D. what is he 30 games in nhl probably at this point know, uh it's roughly. like 20 or something yeah like, yeah so he's on he's on or 40 games whatever he's on pace for 60 points like throughout his career if you if you average it over 82 games i think like they're at an all-time high right now like i don't mm-hmm. like there's no way that this just continues. We've even seen we've seen Matthews numbers take a dip over the last four games. I mean, it's not a big stretch, but I just I think like we've seen already that goal scoring is kind of dropping off in the NHL. The Leafs played in a lot of high event hockey games earlier in the year. I think Nylander is definitely ownable in every format, but I don't think he's like this is the perfect time to trade him. Uh, If I I know in my league that the same league that I picked up Kuznetsov. Um, Nylander was dealt and the most important factor to take in I believe at this point is if you're in a league with Toronto Maple Leaf owners you can probably sell Willie Nylander for their firstborn child at this point that's actually a fair totally true statement I think it's fair yeah I think you can agree with that
0: uh, I don't know I feel like a lot of people would still be more willing to jump at Matthews but yeah well yeah, uh, yeah. But, but
1: like if you have Matthews like it's you're probably not trading him because like he scored four goals in a game but regardless, any Leafs fan better. loves Leafs, so I think Nylander is a definite sell-high candidate right now. And then, of course, like you mentioned, you've got your Artem Anisimov, which is hilarious. Um, there's just so many guys. JT Miller. JT Miller is a good hockey player. Yeah. I like JT Miller a lot, but he has 11 points in 11 games right now. Three. Jamie Vesey is another one. Yeah. Nick Felino. We've seen him bounce back in a big way. Shocking. He actually looks good at hockey. still trading his ass.
0: Yeah. I I, t- I still, like, I think we talked about it, but I, I think his, like, true potential lies somewhere between the last two seasons. Yeah. Like, he, I still think he's a solid hockey player.
1: Okay. Is this, you're now. obviously not trading high on this guy because he's probably not even owned <laughs> in any of leagues, but I, I cannot even believe this. Matt Cullen has three goals and five assists in ten games. He looks Dude, great. Matt
0: Cullen always just randomly kills it over stretches of time. Like, it's he'll insane. go. I swear to God, he has a two week period every year where he scores the most goals in the league.
1: You've also got Brad Richardson just chilling at yeah. game. eight yeah. Eight yeah. Points no, nine games. Yeah, I saw that. Yet. He's killing He's it. At,
0: yeah. Last game, he had 19 it. and a half minutes on forward. That, I'm pretty but sure I think that, Brad, Marchand, or Brad Richardson in a full year at the Avalanche a couple years ago put together 19 and 28 minutes across the whole 82-game season. <laughs> just ridiculous. I'm impressed. Uh, but let's get to some, some fancy Twitter. questions, B. Yeah. yeah. All right. I can do that. Well, we already took one out earlier from our, our boy Cam Mills, 23. But um, it's Twitter time. So, you guys ever want to tweet at us <gasps> any questions if you want them answered right away feel free to uh feel free to give a uh, a patreon
1: um donation and we'll answer your questions anytime. i don't even know what it's called we'll call i gotta i gotta get way more in touch with this patreon shit yeah, we're gonna figure it out slowly um slowly either way <laughs> not quickly uh no. if you need to tweet at us though uh anytime or
0: days uh days before podcast look out for it and we will answer your questions on air um at dfo podcast is the twitter or at Brox underscore segan or at 3d Berthume or at biebs bondi and that's uh, that's the three of us. But the first question comes from at zonka underscore nick and he asks, "I'm holding on to Vasilevsky and Murray right now, hoping their first string goalies get traded. Good move or no?"
1: Well, waiting uh, for those guys to get traded is is not a good move. Yeah, if you have, but no. like owning both of those guys is not a problem at all. If you, if you have, have another, like va- one. yeah, like Vasilevsky is is great. Uh, Murray won his first game back. He's going to be well, gonna yeah, he's eat- probably going to be solid whenever he's he going to be. Right? He's going to be solid. He, you know, Fleury hasn't been. been, like, good. He, been he's easy. been solid. He hasn't. He hasn't been outstanding. I still think Murray is going to see his fair share of starts there. It's going to be a, a you know like a 30 split at minimum. Um, yeah. Sure. So only the two of them is fine, but it's there's the there's going to be weeks I think where you're only going to get two starts out of both. Of them. Yeah. That's rough. So. If I'm you, I'm gonna I'm making a move for, for another goalie, whether it's um I don't have a name, but like just like a, another move, another no, he's too high he's too high up the food chain right now. Just somebody like another guy that's in the middle food right chain. now. I, oh, I can't think I can't I can't think of a guy right off the top of my 10s. head. Yeah. Even if you added Grubauer to the list and you just get a start here or there. I don't know. It's just Jimmy Howard. He, he's awesome. <laughs> Love Jimmy yeah. you know, It's crazy Like this, I had Flyers fans tweeting at me yesterday Like Yeah like Honestly I'd be pretty nervous uh, About tonight's game If Jimmy Howard was starting Instead of Mrazek I'm like Yeah Jimmy Howard is Good But Mrazek is Still so much better Like in the numbers Yo Ryan Miller There you go Use that one That's a good one Ryan Miller's yeah. not going to get you any wins, but God, those numbers are going to be good. Ekblad scored, yeah. Yeah, and
0: Backstrom's got to go on assist. Wow,
1: so, uh, man, this is the worst time the Ryan, podcast ever. Yeah, we should have did it sure, yesterday, yeah. like we always do. That's what <laughs> happens. Son sure. of a bitch. Uh, but yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Don't not, their starters aren't getting traded? Bishop's not going anywhere. Fleury's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like we just yeah. saw Mike Connie get traded. Like, Probably offseason. Yeah.
0: She's crazy shit go down, yeah. but until then.
1: So i have You gotta pick up a third goalie, even if it's another number two.
0: I'm assuming it. he's got one. Like I don't know. You couldn't have survived to this point with just Murray and no. You get like two stars. So he's, he's probably got. two stars. Murray didn't even play till this week. You,
1: that, here's like here's a guy. Here's a guy. Yep. Brian Elliott. Yeah, that works. Sure. Yeah. Go after Brian just Elliott. That's go to good. Western
0: Canada, man. Yeah, yeah that's but literally been every suggestion. Uh-huh.
1: What's number two? Oh, I like from. I this question. At Keegan Tremblay. He, asks, works for, he works for Nations Network, by the way. Uh, great okay. question. Thanks
0: for the question, Keegan. Uh, He's a great guy. Thanks for being on Nations. Anyways, from Matt Keegan Trombley, he asks, Thomas Tatar has a shot percentage of 3.2%. Do you see signs of him breaking out anytime soon? Hundo P. Yeah, I was going to say... Bro- educated knowing, listener. Yeah, knowing Brock,
1: I'm going to say, like, you're for sure saying yes to Yeah, this. dude, he, he has... He plays on the top line with Zetterberg. Zetterberg is not Zetterberg of old. It's fine. Every single night, this is the this is the Red Wings' best line. They look dangerous every single night. The one game Tatar honestly could have had four goals. Like, it he's just snake bit right now. Yeah, it's coming. It's man. weird
0: because like his biggest problem has always been like getting the shots right. Like he shot at a pretty good percentage throughout his year. He's so obviously got some skill. Uh, like every every year he's above twelve percent. That's over five seasons. So yeah. it's enough to really say this guy's obviously a. Uh, somewhat of an elite shooter but he's struggled to he's only broken 200 shots once which isn't great for a winger and it's definitely hampered him to this point so it's just a little concerning and it's just going to hit you harder than most when you don't shoot a lot and you kind of uh, consistently have a uh, relatively higher shooting percentage when you go through those cold stretches it's going to look pretty terrible
1: he he so. is shooting more than normal though right now too right he's on pace for 231 shots this yeah, year he's at about so. three a game so he's Where, he, he's, which shooting, had, he's shooting a monster and like, but that's a problem. Like, it, the problem in Detroit with Tatar has always been his minutes, and he's seen a massive spike recently, which is huge. Like, even at the start of the year, he wasn't playing a ton. Now he's playing upwards of like twenty minutes a night, which is all he needs. Like, he's our best. Yeah, he was only like,
0: fourteen minutes a game last year. Yeah, it's, made,
1: it's, a, it's it's ridiculous. Like, it makes no sense. and, yeah. and, and Red Wings fans have been crying for years. Like, this guy needs to play more. There's a lot of players on our team that we wish would play more, and they play scrubs way more than they should. Whatever, I'm not going to get into that, because it's not the Red Wings podcast. But, yeah, I mean, is Tatar- seeing to make- a ton of minutes right now. He's shooting like crazy. Yeah. It's only a matter of time, like you said. Was it 12% he's shoot at, or 13% he's shooting at over his career?
0: He's been over 12 every season. So, yeah, so right 12.4 in- is his career, and he's pretty consistently right around there.
1: So, yeah, if he, if yeah. he continues to average at this... These amount of shots per game, if he gets to 230 shots over the year, you average that out over 12%, his career shooting percentage, he gives 28 goals. So, not too worried about Tatar right now. There's another buy-low candidate. Ah, for reals. Sure.
0: I, I. The only thing is, I don't know if it's like, yeah, I mean, you could make an argument against this, I'm sure, but I don't know if his ultimate potential is worth waiting out.
1: Yeah, I agree. Well, like, we've seen we've seen two years ago he's, he almost scored 30 goals. Like, he's legit. He, right. just, he just he makes no sense to me. I don't get it. Like, he's so skilled. Right.
0: No, I'm a believer if you can shoot three shots a game, but if it's, you know, if it's 160 shots like it was last year. Yeah. He had but, you know, looking at it, it does seem more like just opportunity driven, so...
1: Yeah. Oh, and he's got... He's, he's going to be given. Like, he's playing three more minutes a night than he than did last year. So, hopefully 25? that continues. Okay. Okay. Hopefully it continues. That. Tatar's dirty, dude. Like... All the talk is like the Chinese defense, when you gotta Second trade. best left winger in the league, didn't you know? Fourth, fourth best, fourth best. Second <laughs> best. Thanks, Andrew. I don't remember what his last name is, but that Berkshire. guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy. And since it's the, the decent teams, deal, just third a one. Long. Yeah, that um, was a bizarre article. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, but anyway. I'd take Alex Ovechkin on my team over Tom Sitar any day. That's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's our Twitter questions, though. Yeah. That, oh, yeah, yeah, we answered one in I thought there was more. I banged him out. All right, well. That was episode number 39. I can't believe our next episode is number 40. Technically, there's there's been some in between, some daily doses. i have to go through a midlife crisis. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) But anyways, that was episode number 39. Enjoy the Blue Stones. We'll see you guys back here next week. It'll probably be on Wednesday, releasing it on Thursday, which would have been nice this week because of all the shit that we just talked about. All of a sudden, our guys are breaking out, and our (laughs) bylaw candidates are like the best players in the league again. So anyways, hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you head over to... Uh, iTunes and please just deliver some, some news let us know what we're doing right let us know what we're doing wrong if you really really like the show tell your friends about it we'll hopefully tell your friends friends and head over to patreon.com and become a patron of the Daily Face All podcast I'm Brock hey. Segan to my left I got Beavis Bonnie and Branford Dylan D. Berthew see you guys next week peace so what's the situation darling have you made your mind
0: up?
1: Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
0: When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can.